Alternative Sister Indica presents Blazed All Our Lives, The Ghost of Lily Banks. It had been some time since Joanne had been abducted by Dmitri Sokolov. When she first woke, she was in a windowless cement room. There was a metal door, a cot, a bucket, and a bare bulb on a rope swinging gently in the breeze from the air vent. She could hear water dripping in the distance and occasionally the hollow sound of footsteps. She surmised that she was underground, but where? Her first thought was that she was back in prison and her release was just a dream, but it became clear that while she was certainly being detained, this was no prison. It felt far more sinister. Days passed. She wasn't fed, but she was given a steady supply of water. The lapses in time made her realize that she was being drugged. After a while, she stopped drinking water in hopes that she'd stay awake long enough to figure out who was holding her and what they wanted from her. She regretted this decision. That's when the torture began. Dimitri became the only figure she knew, and she never knew what she was going to get when he burst through the door. Would it be a lashing? Hard slaps across the face? Waterboarding? Worse yet were the times he'd come in with a beautifully cooked meal and feed it to her gently. He'd wipe her face and tenderly stroke her hair, which had grown matted from lack of brushing and washing. When she'd get lulled into a false sense of security, the violent beatings would return. Eventually, she began to lose a sense of who she was. That's when the brainwashing began. Dmitri used every technique he'd learned during his time as a high-ranking official in the Russian army to destroy Joanne and rebuild her into a ruthless operative fully under his control. He was shocked at how quickly he was able to recreate her. She must have been damaged when he found her. The time came for him to unveil his creation to Fiona Valducci. She burst through the door of Joanne's cell. I've given you weeks, Dima. Don't disappoint me. Dimitri left the cell and brought in Johan, who had been getting ready in another room. She was dressed in a black Chanel suit and five-inch alligator heels. Her hair was a large mass of beautiful curls, and she had a wild look in her eyes. Alligator, this is how you're spending the budget I gave you? She has a very important job, and she needs to look as valuable as she is. I'm pleased to introduce you to Natalia. It is pleasure to be meeting you, Mrs. Valducci. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you too, uh, Natalia. I trust Dimitri has given you your orders? Da, 
I am to go to Rognan Productions and retrieve one rosy bush. I am encouraged to use force, but no lethal. She is to be brought back here, to the Valducci mansion, alive, but unconscious. And you're sure you're up for this task? I was programmed to succeed. <laughs> I must I must say, Dima, darling, I'm impressed. Very impressed. You've outdone yourself yet again. Well, I've got to go. I have an appointment for a Brazilian wax. Meanwhile, at Rogue Nun Productions, Rosie was in her office finishing up. She had another successful day of meetings, and she just got a report showing profits skyrocketing. She always knew she had what it took to run her own company, and while buying up the stocks of her nemesis was an odd way to get her into the business, she was proud of herself. She shut down her computer and was mixing herself a gin and tonic when Biff tapped on her office door. Oh, hello, Biff. Come inside. Would you care for a drink? That sounds lovely. Thank you. I hope I'm not disturbing you. Biff, I always have time for you. I'm glad you stopped by, actually. I've been meaning to talk with you. Is everything okay? Everything couldn't be better. You've really outdone yourself in the short time you've been a part of Rogue Nun Productions. As you know, after Bianca Wolf left, the role of Vice President of Acquisitions has been vacant. You've done such an amazing job, bringing on Ashley Costa as well as several other high-profile clients. I'd like for you to have that job, if you're interested. Really? A promotion? Of course I accept. Thank you so much for believing in me. I won't let you down, I swear. The job does have some downsides. It's a lot of extra work, and you'll have to work closely with Sister Indica. I hope that doesn't make you reconsider, but I'd understand if it did. I mean, I have my office clear on the other side of the building to be as far away from her as possible. I'm professional enough that I can withstand the avalanche of attitude. I'm sure she'll be heaping on me. Where is she, by the way? I didn't see her in her office all day. She's sick. If it's not one thing with her, it's another. I'm just glad she's not around. Cheers. To a profitable year. Oh, I've been meaning to ask you. Have you heard anything from Joanne? No, I haven't. The Misty River Police have found no trace of her or my missing Lamborghini. I even hired a private detective and nothing. She just vanished. I'm so worried about her. But thankfully Rogue Nun has kept me so busy I haven't really had the time to dwell on it. I guess I should thank Sister Indica for letting this company fall into such disarray. Her mess has been a wonderful distraction. I'm so sorry to hear that. I really do hope she's okay. She's a lot stronger than she looks. I have faith I'll see her again. Well, enough of that. We're celebrating. Excuse me, Biff. This is Rosie. Oh, hello, Jim. It's so good to hear your voice. Dinner? Tonight? Oh, that sounds lovely. I'm just finishing up at work and was so busy I didn't even have lunch. Yes, I'll head right over to the police station. See you soon. Goodbye, Jim. Well, looks like I have a date. Could this day get any better? Biff finished his drink and said his goodbyes. Rosie gathered her purse, 
coat and briefcase and walked out to her car. She noticed a blood-red Lamborghini in the parking lot. It was her car. Oh, my God. Joanne? Could it be? The driver's side door swung open and there was Joanne, alive and well, and looking better than ever. She was dressed chicly and had a confidence and poise Rosie had never seen before. It was like Joanne was a whole other person. Joanne! Oh, Joanne, I've missed you so much. I've been so worried about you. I thought something awful happened. Hello, Rosie. Joanne? What's with the accent? Get in the car. I'm on my way to the police station. I have dinner plans with Jim. How about I meet you back at my place? Get into car now! Rosie felt a chill run down her spine. Something was seriously wrong with Joanne. Did her mind finally snap? Had she finally gone mad beyond the point of return? Joanne, you're scaring me. I think it's better if I just go. As Rosie turned to leave, Joanne produced a thin rope and started to choke her from behind. Joanne! What are you doing? You're hurting me. Joanne! The struggle didn't last long. Dimitri had trained her to be efficient. Rosie collapsed at Joanne's feet, unconscious but still alive, just as Joanne was instructed. She dragged Rosie's body into the Lamborghini before speeding off, back to the Valducci mansion. Sister Indica was curled up on a sheer long, a fur blanket pulled up to her chin. She felt absolutely awful. She couldn't remember a time when she had the flu this bad. She could barely keep anything down, no matter how much weed she smoked to get an appetite. Thankfully, Pandora and her mother Morgana were on their way over with some homemade soup. Even though she'd been staying with Pandora for weeks, Sister Indica hadn't seen Morgana in years. She rarely visited Misty River, so it would be nice to catch up with her. She was a firecracker, and Sister Indica found her highly entertaining. She dozed off slightly, but awoke when she heard the doorbell chime. I'm in here. Moments later, Pandora and Morgana appeared with a huge pot of soup in tow. I'll put this in the kitchen and bring you a bowl. Would you like some crackers? Yes, please. It's nice to see you, sis. I wish you were feeling better, though. Don't get too close. I don't want you to catch this flu. Thank you so much for bringing me something to eat. You guys are so good to me. I always did love your cooking. You look pretty good for someone so sick. Let me see if you have a fever. Morgana placed her palm against Sister Indica's forehead. Nope. No fever. Are you sure you have the flu? I don't know. I just know I've been puking my guts out and feel like absolute shit. If I don't feel better soon, I'll check in with Dr. Banks. I really can't take much more time off work. Rosie Bush might turn my office into an ashram. All right, girl. I want you to eat this, and I won't take no for an answer. You never take care of yourself. It's no wonder you're sick. Thank you, mother. I'm surprised Vincenzo Valducci isn't over here nursing you back to health. You two have been spending quite a bit of time together. Yes, we have, but 
I'm trying to keep this casual. Girl, you ain't never had a casual romance with any man. You were all in or not in at all. But this one seems different. He's got a bad reputation, but I can tell he's a good guy deep down. And I don't think this one's gay. <laughs> no, he's definitely not gay. He's blowing your back out, ain't he, bitch? Hey, he's dicking you the fuck down. I know it. Pandora, I don't want to talk about that in front of your mother. Just because I'm older doesn't mean I'm not a sexual being. I was a groupie for God's sake. I could tell you stories that would blow that turban right off your head. A groupie? Yes. In fact, Pandora's father was a jazz musician. A drummer. Oh, the things he could do with those hands. Too bad it was a fleeting romance. But I have Pandora, and I couldn't be happier. My precious little witch. Ma! What? I'm proud of you. And I know you're a skeptic, sister. But you need to get over that. We didn't just come here with soup. We came here with information you need to hear. Is it lottery numbers? I could never have too much money, you know. No. It's a long story. The women told Sister Indica about Pandora's powers unfolding and that Morgana had stayed to teach her everything she needed to know to use and control her new abilities. They explained that Pandora's little episode at St. Nora's orphanage was actually Lily Banks trying to contact Sister Indica. Let's say I suspend disbelief and accept what you're saying as a fact. What message does Lily have for me? Give me your locket and I'll make contact with her. Sister Indica removed the locket, the first time since Lily had given it to her, and handed it over to Pandora. All right, Sylvia Brown. Let's hear what Lily has to say. Pandora took the locket in her hand, closed her eyes, and mentally asked Lily to come forward. She felt that rush of psychic power, but this time she was able to ride the wave and let the energy flow through her. Okay. She's here. She's showing me images. Someone's going to stop by with a box of her belongings, including letters she'd written to you before her death. Okay. Also, she's asking me to take a pen and paper. There's something you need to know. Morgana, there's some paper and a pen in that drawer over there. Morgana retrieved the pad of paper and pen and handed it to Pandora, whose eyes were still closed. Pandora took the pad and pen and began drawing random lines. Fascinating. Just watch. Eventually the scribbles subsided and Pandora started writing actual words. The first word, twin. Twin? (laughs) Is she trying to say I have a twin? Pandora wrote the word, yes. Yes, I have a twin. (laughs) Do I know this person? Pandora once again wrote the word, yes. Well, who is it? Who's my twin? Pandora paused and then began slowly writing each letter. When she stopped writing, she opened her eyes and looked at the paper. No fucking way. Oh, please tell me she's joking. Do ghosts have a sense of humor? Dear God, please don't let this be true. Pandora balled up the piece of paper as the doorbell rang. Morgana jumped to her feet to see who it was. It was Greta Schumacher from St. Nora's Orphanage. Hi, sister. I'm sorry to disturb you, but I have something for you. Come on in, Greta. You're not disturbing me. Since we're renovating, we needed to clear out Lily's room. To be honest, 
I was avoiding it. I wanted to leave everything as it was. But her old room is now going to be part of our new educational wing, so I didn't have much choice. This box was addressed to you. I didn't open it, but I figured you would want it. I know how close you two were. Thank you so much, Greta. I appreciate you stopping by. That's very sweet of you. Greta said her goodbyes, and as soon as she was gone, Pandora turned to Sister Indica. See, bitch, just like Lily said. I bet you there's letters in that box. Intrigued, Sister Indica tore open the box, and sure enough, it was filled with letters, jewelry, photos, and other sentimental items. Okay, fine, I believe, okay? I believe. But this is all a little bit too much for me right now. Finding out I have a long-lost twin sister I can't stand has been enough excitement for one day. I don't think I have the strength to start reading these letters. We'll read them when you're ready. The women sat in silence for a moment. Morgana looked over to the crumpled paper. All she could make out was the letter V. When Rosie regained consciousness, she was tied to a chair in a cold, dark room. There was a bag over her head, making it hard to breathe. Suddenly it was torn off and she gasped in fresh air. (gasps) Joanne switched on a light in the cell. Rosie's eyes adjusted and she took in her surroundings. An empty cement room. Joanne, please let me go. I don't know why you're doing this. You're my best friend. The name is Natalia Beach, and you aren't going anywhere until the boss says so. Natalia, you must have gone so crazy that you developed a split personality. Joanne, I know you're in there, and I know you don't want to do this. You aren't a violent person, except for killing Lily Banks. That was a fluke. Joanne pulled out a taser and jabbed it into Rosie's side. Oh! Moments later, the metal door creaked open and in walked Fiona Falducci, a huge smile on her face. Well done, Natalia. Rosie Bush, I hope you're enjoying your new accommodations. We want this to be a restful stay. Fiona Falducci, I should have known you were behind this. What have you done to Joanne? Oh, I'll just spare you all of the details, but let's just say that Natalia is the new and improved Joanne. Joanne 2.0. I like this version much better, don't you? Joanne once again stuck the taser into Rosie's side. Oh, Fiona, you bitch! (laughs) Do you really think it's wise to insult the person who holds your life in their hands? I always thought you were smarter than that. Well, if you were really smart, you never would have done what you did to my nephew, Giovanni. He was going to kill me. I didn't have a choice. It was him or me. And I didn't even kill him. He lived. If this is about the money Vincenzo loaned me, I'll pay it back. I'll triple it. I don't give a fuck about Vincenzo's money. You don't fuck with my family and walk away unscathed. It's just not my style, Rosie. But you're going to learn, and it'll be a lesson you'll never forget. Give her another taste, Natalia. 
While Fiona was getting warmed up, Detective Jim Brigman was at the Misty River Police Department waiting for Rosie. It wasn't like her not to show up. His senses told him something was very wrong. Detective Grace Kowalski stopped by his office on her way out. Hey, Jim. I thought you were supposed to leave hours ago. Want me to bring you back some dinner? Thanks, Grace. But I was waiting for Rosie Bush. She was supposed to be here at six. I've called and left messages. This is not like her. I have a feeling the Valducci's got to her. The Valducci's? Why do you say that? Long story, but she made the wrong people her enemies. You know how violent they can be. I sure do. You don't want to cross them, that's for sure. I can swing by the Valducci mansion if you'd like, to check things out. Thank you, but I need to take care of this one myself. Well, I hope it's just a big misunderstanding. Call my cell if you need backup. I sure will. Thanks again, Grace. Grace watched Jim grab his gun and leave his office. She waited for him to be out of earshot before she called Fiona. Hey, boss. It's me. He's on his way over and he's looking for Rosie. He just left, but it won't be long until he's there. My pleasure, boss. Let me know if there's anything else I can do to help. Jim sped through Misty River, his sirens blaring. He would do whatever it took to make sure Rosie was safe and the Valducci's were finally behind bars. They were always so clever and careful. He could never find anything that would stick to them, but this? Oh, they'd pay for hurting Rosie. He just prayed he would find her in time. The Valducci mansion was expansive and filled with countless secret rooms and tunnels. When he finally approached the gates of the mansion, punched the gas and plowed right through them. His car screeched to a stop and he bounded to the front door, his gun drawn. He tried the handle. Surprisingly, it was unlocked. He opened the door carefully and crept inside. The first door he happened by was the library. He noticed that the fireplace, while roaring with a fire, looked odd. Almost like it was open? He got closer to it, and sure enough, it was a secret passageway. But what kind of fool would leave a secret passageway open? Just then, Dimitri appeared behind him and smashed him in the back of the head with a hammer. Jim collapsed and Dimitri grabbed his legs and dragged the unconscious detective through the hidden corridor, closing the fireplace behind him. Joy Bomb with Sister Indica presents Blazed All Our Lives. The Ghost of Lily Banks. Written, produced, directed by, and starring Sister Indica. Also starring Rosie Bush, Joanne Michaels, Pandora de Stranger, featuring Stephen Bakos as Vincenzo Valducci, Divine Grace as Fiona Valducci. Freddie Prinz Charming as Detective Jim Brinkman, Dixon Dumay as Giovanni Valducci, Katie Christian Starr as Bianca Wolf, Sister Gladiola Gladrags as Dmitri Sokolov, Eve All as Dante Fox, Ivor Turner as Morgana Prince, Yo-Yo Blackfire as Biff Barrington, Espressa Grande as Detective Grace Kowalski, Pissy Miles as Natalie Winter, Sister Divine Ho as Ray Moyer, Taylor McCoyd as Lola Moyer, Conita Asada as Bruno Costa, Chris Ashton as Dr. Victor Banks, Big Mel as Vivian Vandele, 
Coco St. James as Ashley Costa, Go to Hell Jen as Greta Schumacher, and narrated by yours truly, Sister Bang Bang.